I laugh. I'll be like, ha ha, I need this much money because I would like to do the following things. Yep. And then I get a call the next day. Yeah. Hey, Nicole, you're booked for this thing. Perfect. Yep, great. <laughs> and people call me with amazing opportunities to partner with them on different investments and whatever. And then they go really well. And I invest in things I believe in. And it's a lot of fun. And it's been a great game for me. And I'm still just learning. Yeah. So I, I just love it. Welcome to A Better Life with Brandon Turner. That is me, where world-class guests share their wisdom on building a better life. Join me as we explore the habits, the actions, and the beliefs that have guided their journey with the aim of helping you apply those lessons to your own. Hey, it's Brandon. So I'm a big believer in letting guests be their authentic self and tell their authentic story. So a quick disclaimer, this episode may have some content or language that might not be for little ears. So be warned and be prepared for a great episode. Nicole Arbor, hey. welcome to the Sea Shed. Thank you for having me in your Sea Shed, Sea Shed by the seashore. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be good. So I know you, I've followed you online forever. Uh, I know you as a singer. You have music videos. Actress, I don't know if you you call yourself an actress. I mean, yeah, I've, I've done a bunch of acting. Okay, yeah. so actress. Uh, we got a comedian. Obviously, I've heard you're funny. We're gonna find out today. <laughs> We're gonna test. <laughs> I've heard you're funny. I, uh, an influencer. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Huh? Yeah, I know that's super weird to call yourself. It's an influencer. a really weird word. I yeah. feel awkward about it at this moment. I, yeah. <laughs> Let's dig into that a little bit. Like, how does that make you feel? Millions of followers on social media and over 1.5, but now 1.6, you say, yeah. billion with a B views, which is absolutely insane. But I want to go back way before that because that's how I know you, but I don't know you before that. So will you take us back? Who is Nicole Arbor before Nicole Arbor was that? Oh my gosh. Great question. And I think I'm literally the exact same human being. Okay. I was laughing the other day because someone asked me like, yo, when did you start like in music? And I was like, I was in musicals since I was a kid. Mm. I think I was like six years old in my first professional musical, maybe five. And I was in Cats and I was a mouse. And then I was in Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I was in Joseph. Are you serious? I, I got was. to hang out with Donny Osmond last year no. in Vegas. And no. I saw him because like- Is he in Vegas? Yeah. He's, his show is so good. Alex, we should get Donny Osmond on the podcast. He's in Vegas. We're going to be recording in Vegas next month. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna she try needs to. Make that to. Dude, my mom would his, freak out. You, okay, so I, I, have, I have friends who are like dancing in a show right now. And I knew him from like back in the day, Donny days. Yep. And- I went backstage after the show to say hi, and I was just, like, blown away at how good his show was. I thought it'd be, like, some cheesy yeah. made-for-like-old-ladies thing. <laughs> Were there old ladies clearly trying to show their saggy tits? Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mine will be like that one day. It's no shade. Mine too. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, we'll be like, cheers, whatever. That'll be great. Um, that's weird. Uh, but, like, I was just blown away at how good his show was and how good he sounds. Like, you're like, this is, yeah. like, what's left from that almost rat packish mm -hmm. generation of yeah. just performer really good who can just do it on the spot it's yeah. amazing so yeah I, just, I was in all that i just the other day showed my kids seven and three i said i'm like we're gonna watch the greatest film of all time and it was joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat with donny osmond and like close every door, door to, yeah. to me it just like it's in my heart oh, it's i such just got a, chills oh i that it's so good oh my gosh and they he did does not that care. in his show does he do that song yeah he does like two joseph songs within his show and then he takes a ton of requests mm. It was so good. And him and I sang a song backstage and I got excited about it. Because no. we went through like the coat colors and yeah. it was red and yellow and yep. green and brown and scarlet and black and over and beige. Yeah. These are things that stick in my mind, but I forget 
everything oh, yeah. else. That's amazing. Um, I'm so glad we have that in common. Right. Now, I did lie a little bit. I was not technically in Joseph. I was the set mover because I was too afraid to sing oh, at that point. Wow. It wasn't so until the next like, year that I actually got in the musical. You sang as I was you a techie. moved the set? Yes, I was a techie in the background. Like, red and yellow and green. And, yeah. Every techie yeah, wants to be on the stage. They, yeah. Yeah. That's just, for like concerts, for everything. Yeah. Is every techie just a musical person without the confidence or ability? No, I think some of them just want to be in music no matter what. So if they realize that being on stage isn't the spot for them, they yeah. just want to be in the show and they they get that same vibe from it. Mm. That's what I think. I love like tech people like on shows. I love roadies. I love all yeah, those dudes yeah. and girls. Like they're my homies. I yeah. love them. I love the fact that we're taking this little detour because I want to like musicals are my thing. Like, that, I love that was that. us on the way here yeah. in, in the car. We just took all these like freaking detours. Yeah, it was a little complicated to get here. Best musical you were ever in? And best musical you've ever seen? Oh, best musical I've ever seen is Wicked. I've never seen it. I saw it multiple it's times so on purpose because mm. <laughs> it just like brings me to freaking tears at how talented the people are in it and how creative the story is. And this is life. This is like The Wizard of Oz. I love The Wizard of Oz. It's one of my favorite movies, mantras, everything mm. you need to know about life. You kind of learn in The Wizard yep. of Oz. But then you look at the flip side. You're like, whoa, that was the story from one person's perspective. There's a totally different perspective. And that's what I love about anything in life is like, take it how everyone's doing it, flip it around, see if there's another angle. And that's what, you know, Wicked is. And it's from the perspective of the bad guy who wasn't actually the bad guy the Mm. whole time. And I'm like, ooh, this is politics. You know, like, I was just going to say that is like modern life today, right? Like, we look at like. If you're a Republican, you look at Democrat, you're like, they're the villain and they're yeah. the bad guy. And then you're a Democrat, you're like, the Republicans are the villain. Those are the bad guys. Mm. It's everyone in everyone's life. Like, if you're pointing at someone and they're your villain, chances are you're somebody else's villain. Oof. And that, like, blows my mind. But, yeah, that musical's so good and the music and just, like, the writing on it, it's, it's amazing. And I'd say for me, a show that I was in, The Passion Play was really? a freaking hoot. I was talking about it the other day. Because <laughs> it was in stadiums. Yeah. And we had live animals. And I had to walk out with a camel and that was pretty wild. Literally like every day we had horses and camels and donkeys and like, it was ridiculous and it was packed every day in a stadium. So it was really fun. Wow. (laughs) That was like, that was a touring thing or something like that? Yeah. It was like a touring one and the passion play. So it was like near Easter and it was crazy. (laughs) Wow. All right. That was awesome. Detour. Detour. I like it. Uh, Random. And then I'm going to go back to the real questions here. But I, I was in the Wizard of Oz in high school. What do you think role I played? Wizard of Oz. Knowing me, what would you guess? You were the mayor of Munchkinland. How did you know that? Yeah, I'm good. How did you know that? I'm did really you guess? Good. Yeah. Well, no, I, I looked that? at you and I'm like, mm, you represent the lollipop king. <laughs> like, I get yes, it. Yeah. I was the mayor of the Munchkins. <laughs> I win. That's so funny. We yeah. were at a studio. He's <laughs> killing himself laughing. <laughs> we were at, and it's funny because you're so you tall really too. You really didn't know that? How would that I know this? That was a pure this? guess? No, it was not. It was an educated guest okay. based on speaking with you. <laughs> Definitely not a star. So worried about what's a role that would be funny that, oh, man, that's okay. I'm I just, really impressed. Thank you. Yeah. We were at a studio not long ago in Kingston, Jamaica, because I was recording a bunch of tracks there. And there was two dudes sitting out front that were about to be in my session with me, musicians. I'd never met them. And the one guy, he's taken a very big bong hit. And he goes, hey, guess who's bass and guess who's drums? And I'm like, your drums. <laughs> yeah, like, just you yeah, doing definitely. that, your drums. The oh. bass guy's not saying a word. Mm-hmm. He's just excited to be there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, Every bass player. I, yeah, they're like, oh, I got four notes and I fucking yep. kill I just, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to boom. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're cooler oh. than me. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. All I right, so, so musicals. Arbor. There, that was yeah. good. We can just end the show right now. This is a perfect show. Okay, bye. Thanks bye. for having me. <laughs> Maui's dope. <laughs>
All right, musicals. What next? So where'd you go from there? I was in all the the dancing and the musicals and the the cheerleading came in and I was just that kid that was doing every freaking activity known to mankind. Mm. I got every girl guide badge that you can possibly get in three years when it's like supposed to be a four year thing. And I got like an award from the Queen of England and I got to meet (laughs) Prince Charles to give it to me. And like, it's ridiculous. What a ridiculous life. (laughs) And I remember they're like, you have to curtsy to him. I'm like, that's weird. That's weird. Does anyone else think it's weird that I have to curtsy to this dude Mm -hmm. because he was born in that family? (laughs) And that's when I started getting in trouble. Um, (laughs) It all went downhill from there. Like probably like uh, class clown, obviously. Mm -hmm. And like most comics. And then as I was getting towards like college age, it was... Okay, Nicole, you have a scholarship for political science because I somehow got my way into this political high school program that I wasn't even allowed to audition for. They wouldn't let me because my school's like, fuck you, you're a cheerleader. This is for the nerds. (laughs) And I was like, all right, I'm going to find a loophole. And I found a loophole in how to enter to get to go to this political science kind of summit and yeah. represent my school and then get voted into being in parliament in Canada. And oh, sorry, you grew up in Canada. Yeah, I'm That's Canadian. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I found the loophole, made my principal sign the form. And instead of making like my big essay and presentation, I did a top 10 list, like David Letterman, mm-hmm. of the top 10 reasons you guys need me there. And that's all I submitted. And I got in. That's awesome. And then I ended up getting voted into like their junior prime minister role thing. And all the, the high ups there were so mad because they were just like, she's so mathy, we hate this. But then I ended up working for the federal government of Canada when I was 18. And then it was like, okay, I'm either going to go into political science, yep. which I could already tell was bullshit, yep. or acting and dancing. And then at the last second. Are they really that different? No. Political that, science. No. Acting and dancing. Well, That's this is when is. I saw comedy. <laughs> this is what I told my parents. They also were like, the same. Politics. You can go into politics. Yeah. I'm like, that, yeah, but they're all full of shit. Yeah. Pretending to be someone else. So why not do acting? Yeah, you can make yeah. more money. <laughs> like way more money. Legally, at least. You know, like whatever. Yeah. So at the last second, I was already like going for dance and acting. And my friend had a college program. And I saw a comedy, performance and writing at Humber College, a two-year undergrad program. And I was like, light bulb. Like mm. I saw it. And I was like, I'm supposed to be a comedian. And I told my parents that, and they're like, no, you're not. You're not even funny. <laughs> and I was like, I think I am, though, because people are always laughing at me, so probably am. It's either that or something else. But Yeah, either yeah. I'm funny looking or <laughs> so whatever. And then they, my mom made me the deal that she would let me audition for it, and then she wanted to talk to the head of the program. And after I auditioned, they came out, and I ended up getting some kind of scholarship for it. But it was cool because, like, our board of faculty was Eugene Levy and Alan Gutman, who helped start SCTV. And all of my teachers, my professors, were all pro-comics. So the best guys from Second City were teaching me sketch. The people from Cirque du Soleil were teaching me clowning and Commedia dell'arte. And I was learning the history of comedy. And I was learning, like, all these awesome things. I had stand-up class. And my teacher was... Larry Horowitz, and he was so hard on me, but it was so good. It, like, still comes in handy now. And I got my degree in comedy. (laughs) That's what I did. That's (laughs) awesome. I didn't know that was a degree. Like, that's the thing that they offer. Nobody knows. I went to clown school, like, legit (laughs) clown school. And it worked out pretty well. So, yeah. That's funny. Okay. Literally. (laughs) Yeah, a very wide question. But is there a key to being funny? Is there, like, after all that schooling and clown school and all that, like, comedy is what? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Either in your actions, like physically, in the words, in the sketch. 
the biggest laughs are always saying something that mm. everybody else wants to say. Mm. They're too scared. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're all thinking. Yeah. And that's my favorite. That's why I do this. It's my favorite thing to do. Touch that. Was it Bill Burr and at Red Rocks? He's got that Netflix. I think it was Netflix special. The funniest thing I've ever seen, but nothing was funny. It was all just him saying serious things about COVID and about like, I mean, every thing that we will get in trouble for talking about. Yeah. But it was just like him saying it. And I was like, oh yeah, we all agree to that. And yeah. that makes it funny. Exactly. Like yeah. we were watching on the plane on the way here. It's like shit, piss, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, George Carlin. <laughs> Those are the words you're not allowed to say, yep. but everyone was saying them anyway. Yeah. So who are these people who said we can't do it? You know, <laughs> Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. So cl- clown school, we have a comedy degree. Yeah, I'm a clown. Okay. I love that. What came next? After that, right away, I started as an NBA cheerleader for the Raptors. Oh, no So way. right when I was like still coming out of college, and while I was in college, I was like two-time national dance team champion. Our story there is ridiculous. It's like a Disney movie of, I was at a predominantly urban college, we'll call it, and this little white girl comes in to start the dance team. We ended up not having enough people to compete in the national championships at the last second. I found a girl at the nightclub. I threw her in our team, taught her. We did this really weird, cool thing. One, ended up being a full varsity team the next year after I made a bet with the dean of my university that we were mm. going to win. We won. So it was a fully funded university team the next year. And it went into like a big dynasty that I got to go back and visit, which was pretty freaking cool. And then after that, I went straight to the Raptors, which was super fun. And I ended up choreographing a bunch of award shows and I love doing choreography. So a bunch of artists, even the song cheerleader, I was saying that the yeah. other day too. Omi, when that song was like number one on billboard, yeah. I got to choreograph him for an award show. Oh, no way. It was so fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I was doing all that stuff and right away stand up. I started doing stand up when I was 18. And then by the time I was done college, I was doing it like five to seven nights a week, every mm. single week, all the time and got on a TV show in Canada. And then, it just started going from there until car accident. Okay, I want to hear about the car accident, but first, when my daughter gets here later, when she yeah. gets house, I'm going to introduce you. I would love to because she, her biggest dream right now is to be a cheerleader. I don't think she's actually met a real cheerleader. Oh my gosh, so, she wants yeah. to be a cheerleader. Yeah, she's seven, and she just got done with cheerleading camp for a week. Like last, it was last week or two weeks ago. I went like it was the cutest thing I've ever seen, and she's I've never seen somebody with as much joy as in that moment of her cheerleading on stage with fifty other little girls. You don't understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna like flip your table. Like it's like I did a talk on this, like an impromptu talk one time on a TED style stage yeah. with like two thousand people in the crowd about how cheerleading taught me everything I need to know about life, and it literally did. And anytime I'm having a bad day or anything, if I just go back to the principles I learned. Everything works out. Hmm. Like, cheer for people the way you want to be cheered for. Number one, like, energy, as we know, metaphysically, it is transferable. And when you cheer for people, they will win. And that's why cheerleaders are on the sidelines cheering for teams. This is why you, like, cheer for your friends. This is why whatever. It works. It's like science. It works. I 100% agree. And then there's, like, you can't make a pyramid with one person. It'd be weird. So teamwork matters. And I always say go team and work together. Anything You cheer yourself to and through anything, and you can do it. And you just learn those principles either in the actual cheer, like with the stunting and the tumbling or like the NBA style. You learn teamwork and you learn all these other things that really like shaped my entire freaking life and got me out of bed when I was disabled. That's beautiful. Have you played the game Horse Race? It's a gambling game called Horse Race. No, should I? It's a gambling (laughs) game that people say is luck, but it's not. We'll show you it later. But my buddy here on, on Maui, we've got a secret location that we play horse race with. All the VIPs that come to Maui. Oh, it's okay. Great. It's, I mean, it's really funny. It's so fun. But the, basically the way the game is, it's, it, it is mostly luck. Okay. Except for the dice 
know when you're cheering for them. And mm. so if you cheer loud enough, the dice will do what you want. And so it's almost like craps at a, at a casino where it's more fun because everybody's screaming. Yep. And the louder you are, the more chance you have of winning. And it's true 100% of the time. So like we call it manifestation. Like the, yes. the more excited and you can cheer for those dice, the more likely you're going to win. I love it. Yeah. We were at a casino. Uh, we were at the Hard Rock Casino in like near Tampa, I think it was, or somewhere close to that. We were in Florida, Hard Rock. Fort Lauderdale, close there to there. Go. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I was playing war I because I love playing blackjack, sure. but it wasn't open. So I was playing war yep. again. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the freaking dealer was just like, you are the most positive person <laughs> I've ever seen. I was cheering for everybody at the table. I'm high five. Yeah, like, it makes it so we're fun. We're all going to win. And I'm like, win, 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 win. And then we did. And then we're all making money and everyone's killing themselves laughing at this stupid girl in a tiny dress, all <laughs> a little tipsy, not fully drunk. But like this little blonde girl just making everybody win. And I played for hours. I'm like, okay, thanks. Oh, that's amazing. Even when I lost, I'd be like, that's okay. I got the next one. Mm. And then I would. And it was so fun. I love <laughs> it. All right. Horse race. It's going to happen. It's such a fun game. Let's do it. All right. Let's go horse race to car wreck. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. So I actually do not okay. know the story. I mean, I've heard you reference it before. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know the story of what happened. It's uh, weird. Because I know you believe in manifestation and, and all of that kind of spirituality mm-hmm. stuff. I had the strangest feeling that day that I wasn't supposed to do this stand-up show that night. Everything in my gut told me, don't go to the show, don't do it. And I told my agent that. I'm like, I just have a weird feeling about the show. Are we able to cancel? And she's like, no, you'll get sued, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. I go to do the show, and there was almost a gang fight at the show. So a guy that was in a gang came up to me. He's like, yo, I'm a fan. I want you to know at this time, that table and that table are going at it. So you better be done your set by this time. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I thought that that was the threat. And okay, it's diffused. Kind of do the show. Faked that my mic didn't work. So I could get out of there by that time. I was like, it's just not working. Like I faked it. Yeah, I literally did that. I literally did that to get out of the spot. And I'm like, whoo, with a buddy of mine. We get in the car and we're leaving, and I still had the feeling. And I was like, this is weird. And then we almost get in a little car accident. And then I was like, that was weird. Okay, we're out of there. We're out of there. And almost got robbed getting money out of an ATM. Mm. And then we got out of there. And I was like, I still have this feeling. It's chasing me like final destination. Yeah. I go to get out of the taxi at this karaoke bar, and we got rear-ended right then. I was halfway out of the car. My back was twisted, and I was halfway in the door. We got hit hard from behind, so I hit inside the door frame three times. And because my spine was twisted, I got all the nerve damage. It's because, you know, your spine's like this. It jutted into the nerves all the way down. Like severe damage in my lower back, shooting down my legs. This hand was stuck like a claw for years. The head injury, I didn't even know I had a head injury (laughs) because you don't know for a couple days, but it was pretty bad. And then I got TMJ so bad I broke all my teeth. Not all. I broke a lot of my teeth in my mouth while I was sleeping, like Oof. back ones. Okay, it's TMJ. That's your like, the, your like your clenching. jaws. Yeah. yeah. From pain, from really? nerve pain. So I go to sleep or try to, and I would clench so hard that my back molars, I cracked them all. Yeah. And I was in insane amounts of pain. Like just, I still wouldn't wish it on anybody. Yeah. And it lasted for seven years. It got like, I was in the middle of shooting a feature film at that point, and I remember going back to set because I didn't want them to have to kick into their insurance, and I didn't know how badly I was injured yet. 
and I was on set and I just didn't remember anything. Like I don't remember shooting the second half of that movie, but I'm in wow. it. And I went to Sundance wow. and it did really well. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, was it good? It was good. It's actually really funny. It's like Napoleon Dynamite-esque. And uh, yeah, it did really well. Um, Michael Madsen was my dad in that. And uh, that's cool. He was hilarious and helped me when I hurt my head. Wow. Second person uh, yeah. to say it. Michael Madsen, but Atticus, when he was on the podcast, that's who got him into poetry. Anyway, cool. sorry, keep going. That's interesting. Yeah. He was, he was a cool vibe. Yeah, so it got progressively worse where first I couldn't stand up anymore because mm. I couldn't stand up most of the time. Ignore the joke in there. <laughs> and then it was mostly like the light in my oh, face. Oh, you were a stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm a little um, slow, all right? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You look it. Yeah. You match. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Thank you for having me and this flying us best. in. This is This is great. Yeah, I was like, I remember standing in the lights. I was performing at the LA Comedy Fest and I was my first time like headlining a big festival. And I was like, I can't cancel. I can't cancel. And I went on stage and I don't remember a single thing that happened. And it was after that that I was like, "Uh oh, I think this is bad. I don't know if I said any words. I don't know anything. And then it was like the next day or the day after that, that I was rollerblading with a friend. My back just seized and I was stuck. And I had to like my adrenals had finally run out. I was stuck on her couch for like days and days, couldn't even get on an airplane to fly back to Canada because I was in so much physical pain, I couldn't even move. And then I started doing all the x-rays and everything, and they're like, you're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. And then it turned to seven years in bed, and you're disabled, you're on disability, you can't work at all, you're not going to get better, we're giving you disability for life. It was like the progression that it went to. You're done. Like, toast, goodbye. Sorry about your life, kid. All right, so I want to know about your mindset during that time, during those seven years. But before we do, I want to take a brief pause because as any great show, we're going to throw an ad in here. However, on this show, we do things a little different is that 100% of the ad revenue, not just profit, but all ad revenue goes towards a charity of or cause or mission of your choosing. Yes. So where, like what breaks your heart? What would you love us to send the money from this episode toward? You know, what's fun is that I usually would send it towards something that breaks my heart. And I've always done that. And I always support charities that are helping things. And then I realized I've always been supporting charities that it's like fixing something that's wrong. Mm -hmm. This time I want to support something that's doing something really right. Okay. And that's the Canusa Games. Canusa? Canusa, Canada versus USA. Okay. And I grew up participating in the games. And it's Canada versus USA. It's a friendly games. Flint, Michigan versus Hamilton, Ontario, my hometown. Started with 200 athletes. Now I think it's up to like 1,000 to 2,000. And it's just a friendly thing, friendly rivalry. Kids who have probably never left their homes before, a lot of them. They get to play in whatever city it is, do billeting, learn a lot about the other city, other people, how other people live. And then just actually have friendship and have a really good time. And I think it taught me a lot about sportsmanship and about being friends with people even when you want to kick their ass. Yeah. So that's part of that. Amazing. All right. Well, that's what we'll do. So let's roll the ad. Hey, so when I look back on my career, how I've been able to raise almost $300 million, uh, buy almost 10,000 units in the rental property space, I've been able to launch Masterminds and the Better Life Tribe and all that. When you really boil down what made all of that possible, you know what it was? Podcasting. That's right. I started podcasting over a decade ago and it has completely transformed my life. There is nothing, I'm telling you, there's nothing that can make uh, people know, like, and trust you at scale like podcasting. Now, why do I bring that up? 
Because if you've got a business, if you want to raise capital for your real estate deals eventually, if you want to do anything in that, like to attract customers or teams or just meet your heroes and learn from them, there's nothing like podcasting. Now, when I got into it, I had to learn everything myself. I made a ton of mistakes and I was terrible. Don't go listen to my early episodes of uh, early shows that I used to do. But... I've gotten decent at it, but what I wish I would have done is hired someone like my friend Kevin earlier on. Now, I did hire Kevin eventually. Kevin is one of my favorite people on the planet. He helped take the Bigger Pockets podcast from mediocre to stratospheric. And then when I launched A Better Life, Guess who I called? First person. I was like, hey, Kevin, I, w- I want you to help me build this thing as well. So Kevin's been helping with this show as well. He is amazing. I want to recommend. He's got a quiz, uh, a bunch of resources, training, all that to help you get into podcasting. Go to podcastpointman.com, podcastpointman.com to check it out. You'll love Kevin. You'll decide if podcasting is right for you. And uh, who knows? might blow up your business like it blew up mine. Again, that's podcastpointman.com. Back to the show. All right, so we're back, and I want to know, like, what was going on in your head at that point? Was it, like, spiraling sadness? Were you like, hey, I'm still positive and funny, and I'm just doing it from the couch? No. It was, <laughs> no, it was, like, it was the worst. It was up and down because I fought, and I fought, and I fought, and I stayed positive, and I stayed happy, and I'm like, this isn't going to take me down. I'm okay. I got this. But at first, like the physical pain was so bad that it's, you're fighting that. You're not just fighting like how I feel today, like emotionally, you're fighting physical pain, which is insane, especially Mm. when it's nerve pain, because it doesn't stop. My left leg would just like shake constantly and this hand, and then I would twitch. And I had a time where I would like shake like I had Parkinson's. I would wake up shaking and After a while, it drives you nuts. Mm -hmm. And it did. It was driving me crazy. And I noticed that I was getting negative. And I would see things online and I'd be like, fuck Katy Perry. (laughs) Like she's all happy California girls. Fuck you. Your dress is stupid. And I noticed I was one of those people on Twitter for a bit, which is why I understand them now. And yeah, I remember like getting to about year four or five and just being like, I can't do this. And I have videos. I actually took videos of myself during that time because I couldn't write my symptoms down daily for the doctors. And I just had a moment where I was just like, this isn't working. Like, this system is fucked up. They don't get people better. They just keep giving me drugs. The drugs don't work. They make me high. And I saw a dragon in H&M one time, (laughs) like full size, two stories up dragon. And I asked my boyfriend at that time, I was like, do you see this? And he's like... No, there's no dragon. And voices were telling me to kill myself in my head after I took this one pill. And I knew enough to know that it was the pill and not me, which is why I'm very against a lot of the pharmaceuticals now, too. If I could fight them in my whole life, that's yeah. I'm in. But they have our best interests at heart. Of course they do, which is profit <laughs> for themselves. Exactly. Yeah, it's like this my is My best what, interest is them, yes. Yeah, of yeah. course. And then... I got to the point, like just mindset wise, though, I did. I got to the point where I was ready to commit suicide because I didn't think there was anything else for me. And I just needed the pain to stop. Like, just make the pain stop. I'm a disappointment to my family, everyone who's ever cheered for me, everyone who supported me, my mentors, my coaches, everybody. I can't do what I was set to do. So, if I'm not a dancer, if I'm not modeling, if I'm not a comedian, if I'm not these things, who am I? And I got to the point where I was ready to kill myself. I figured out how I was going to do it. And then I had what I call like that, that night, you know, and I heard 
the voice of God in my head, and he sounded like, it's not time to give up. It's time to get up. I always say it was like Denzel Washington and like, remember the Titans? Yeah. I, oh. I swear, like, this is what I heard in my head. And it was like, if you're not all these things, what are you, Nicole? You're still a fucking cheerleader. Mm. That isn't the physical thing. That is who you are. And it's like, if this doesn't work, use your head. Don't do those things anymore. If those doctors aren't doing their job, which is get you better, fire them. Yeah. You're the CEO of your own health. And I had to get like gangster about it and to like say fuck you to a lot of like the mainstream stuff to a lot of the I didn't say F you to the doctor's faces <laughs> I fired them though I treated yeah. it like the I'm yeah. the CEO of my own health you're fired you're not doing your job and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get me better and it's wild because I was saying earlier that Maui kind of means a lot to me because I watched so many videos of Wayne Dyer and he was in Maui and talking about how he healed himself yeah and the first book that I found was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. I had never read any self-help, any of that kind of stuff ever. I scraped under my couch to find change, went to the store, the bookstore. I was like, I need something. I don't know what I need. And I bought three books that day and a candle. <laughs> and one of the books was Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And from Louise Hay, I learned about Wayne Dyer because she talks about him. And then I started going in that path. And... It was that motivational, inspirational, positivity, shifting energy, even going back to like being a Christian. Like I grew up Catholic, but I didn't really vibe with that because it felt very like, and now I'm Christian and we pray over our food almost every meal. And I like church and I listen to it daily on purpose. And I took other money, like when I got tiny bits of it from being on disability, I went to see Joel Osteen by myself. (laughs) I went to see Joyce Meyer by myself. Like that is how I shifted my own mindset. But I'd be full of shit if I didn't say it got really dark and I got really angry for a while. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, why me? Like same thing everybody asks. Like why? Why does it happen to me? If you could talk to those people who are maybe maybe in a similar spot or maybe in the exact spot, right? People are just, they're at the bottom and they're feeling that. Yeah. That hold toward the abyss, we'll call it. Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? There's another way, and I can teach you. Mm. I know you have. You teach something about pain. Is that ah oh, the pain free? Because I would. Because like, yeah. I have. I have a messed up, terrible back. It's okay. all the time hurting. So then I, I heard you had this. I was like, I gotta learn. So I, I would love to know a little bit. And I know I will obviously pay for your course or what is yeah, it a course I, is I it a class book you. i don't we know we call it a course like yeah, it, yeah. like i don't want it to blend in with all these yeah. like hey get fit challenge sure, or yeah. do these whatever it's like okay cool but like no like i after 15 years of living it being in it rebelling against the system that clearly doesn't work for anybody yeah. and then working with the top people in every freaking category i have the system and it gets people better and we just took the price way freaking down after some negotiation with the people I work with. I was like, no, I, like people on disability have to be able to afford this. I can get you better. I can get you much better than you are now. I guarantee it. And then after the first round of Pain Free by 23 we did, started at the end of last year, my testimonials from people are bananas. Yeah. And these are every walk of life, every kind of person. And I just kind of feel like, ha, told you. Like, I knew it. I freaking knew it. And it works. And... I want to get this to every insurance company. I want to get it to the VA. I want to get it translated into other languages around the world. There's tiny little things. And sometimes it's down to a spiritual thing. Mm. There was a girl that kept having like phantom pain in her back. And she was telling me about these different things. She did all these treatments. And I was like, oh, what happened? And she's like, what? 
She's like, I wasn't in an accident or anything. I'm like, no, something happened. If you're tense up here and through there, that's literally physical muscle tense. I knew that she was raped. I knew it. Wow. I knew that she had been attacked. And I just knew. I'm just like, from all of the reading I've done, all the research I've done, everything, I was like, she's holding on to the physical energy of something that happened to her. Mm. And I did a meeting with her on the side, and I was like, I'm just not trying to be offensive, but were you sexually assaulted? And she's like, yes. I was like, you're holding on to that physical energy, and we need to get it out. My prescription for you is I want you to go get a bunch of plates from a dollar store, from wherever. I want you to write the emotions or their names on it. And I want you to go outside and you're going to fucking smash them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to release that as you do it. And then I want you to go do some jujitsu classes. And I want you to go kick some people's asses. Like, you need to physically release that energy from your body or you're not going to get better. And then the next time I talked to her, she was so much better. And the pain was going away. And doctors aren't addressing actual issues. Like, sometimes you have pain because it's a car accident, like me. But sometimes we have physical pain that's manifesting from something emotional, spiritual, whatever it might be. thousand percent. And we don't address it. So I'm not saying my course is all shishi-fufu, yeah, yeah. but I give people the roadmap that with they have enough in there to figure out what it actually is for themselves and actually address it. And I had some people like that were my one-on-one people. By the end of the first round, we were on like the last week or second last week, and I was like, wait a minute, What? This happened in your life? That's the thing that we're waiting for the whole time. Oh, you have a thousand polyps in your stomach. You're not actually taking in any of the food, which is causing this. Oh, okay. And another woman was living in a really scary situation, which is causing you to physically be tense all the time so she can't actually release and heal. And a lot of times it's food. Yeah. This is why week one of my course, of the pain-free course, we dive into food. And it's not like healthy diet. It's like, no, there's specific foods you have to eat. Sugar equals sore, period. Cut it out. And it doesn't have to be forever. Just start. Like, I know how to alkalize the body, whether people believe in that or not. And if you do just that part, you do week one with me, you're going to feel so good. You're just going to keep coming back. And I'll just keep feeding you what to do. And most, not even most, I'd say like 99.9% of the people felt ridiculously better going back to work after 15 years out of work. And I'm like, ha, 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 told you, (laughs) I got it. That's awesome. That's my rant on the, on the pain-free it. course. <laughs> I love it. Because so many people just live with pain and their only answer is, well, I'll go talk to a doctor. No. But like doctors are very good sometimes and we give them way more credit than they deserve many other times. It's like you have a degree, uh, so therefore you're an expert. I try and explain to people a lot that what's a degree mean to you? Are they a genius? Did they invent these things? No, they read some books. They went to a class where they read some books, and then they took a test where they repeated what they read in those books. We all know how to do that. And that's all they're doing now. And generally, especially America, Canada, you have 15 minutes blocked out for a doctor's appointment. First five minutes, you're telling them how you feel. Next five minutes, they're Googling. And the last five minutes, (laughs) they're giving you drugs. And that's what Western medicine is. And it doesn't work. So... We all know the definition of insanity is yeah. doing the thing that doesn't work over and over. So I'm, I'm excited to jump in and actually help people get better. And it fucking works. I'm here. Like, yeah. I'm here. I'm yeah. dancing in my music videos. I'm working out. I'm, I got rocked in the ocean yesterday. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but I'm up. And, like, I couldn't have done that, like, I don't know, like seven years ago even. Is that a continually launch? Do you let, you have yeah. To wait for it to yeah, open? we're doing, like, the bigger relaunch now. Okay. So pain-free by 23, I believe it's at right now. By 23, what's that mean, Pain-free by the year 2023. Oh, okay, okay. I like it. Thank you. 
but we're just doing the pain-free challenge. Go to my stuff. I'm sure we'll, you know, shut me out on here, all my socials, yep. but follow me at IB, letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. DM me. I will always find you if you DM me the word pain and I'll have all the information on there. I just, I want to help you. So how insane it. is your DMs? I mean, you have 10 times the followers I do. It's nuts. It feels yeah. like it'd be nuts. Yeah, but that's why I like to do these little keywords. <laughs> yeah, 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 the keyword stuff. Sometimes I find people in there and it's like, it, like it used to be a lot of dicks. Mm. I got a lot of dicks. Oh, yeah. And now I get people who are dicks in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> like, now I just like saying rude things sometimes. But most of the time it's people telling me like their stories or being mm. like, this one thing I watched of yours gave me the confidence to do this thing. And they're telling me like their success stories or like, hey, I'm in this kind of pain. Do you think you can help? I'm like, yeah. Change this one thing and now here, go do this. Like, yeah. it's really fun. I like my DMs. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So how did you go from here? I'm on the couch starting to heal myself. I'm reading about it. You're healing emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. It sounds like it's yep. moving in the right direction. How did you become, f- I mean, famous, so to speak? I don't know. Do we call uh-huh. you famous or niche famous? I don't know. You're famous. <gasps> famous. I guess I am. You're it's a big like- deal. Thanks. I, don't know how to say this, I guess, but, you know, right? Kind yeah. Of a big deal. Uh, I yeah. still every day I don't like I forget every single day. Yeah. Every single day. <laughs> and then people will come up and be like, Can you get a photo? I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. It was I made a list while I was disabled of the number one reason why I think people suffer, and it's lying. And that's like universal. I think we are in pain because we're liars. And I made the list of things that people lie about the most. I was like, hey God, if Slash when you let me come back. I promise I'm going to bring as many people as I can with me and I'm going to tell the truth. And on the list of things people lie about, the first one was like Instagram models. We're not saying what this really is. <laughs> one was about divorce. One was about obesity. One was about that one did pretty good. Oh, I remember that. remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Like a whole bunch of them. And I just wrote the topics and I was like, well, I can't get up. So I'm going to do it like this, like a camera. And I know comedy. So I'm just going to deliver it this way. And I was asked to be a YouTuber at that point, but I didn't know what a YouTuber was. I had been recruited by like the YouTube people to be a YouTuber. And they taught me how to make a video. I made it myself in my way. At first they taught me to be like this cheesy like makeup person. I'm like, ugh, no. The second I did it my way and I set like a marketing plan for it, like for the releases, like I'm going to do this one and then this one and then this one. And I'm just going to keep pounding people with these. I don't give a fuck what happens. And I had the moment of, well, no going back now. What have you got to lose? You're on disability. You have nothing. You can't do anything. Fuck it. Live. And then it kind of just went from there. And I had to get myself out of bed because I got booked to perform at the Royal Palace in England. And that was like my first big, oh, shit, I better get out of bed. Yeah. Figure it out, Nicole. Like, you're going to have to be by yourself on the road for this many days. And while I was there, I got booked on The View and all these other things. And I was in the press around the entire world while I was there. So like I looked at a newspaper in England and I was on the cover. I was like, oh, that's weird. And then BBC like called while they saw I was there. They're like, hey, you want to come on the BBC? I'm like, I guess I do. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just kind of gone from there. That's great. That's great. Yeah. You've gotten like, I don't want to say in trouble. That's probably the wrong word, right? You get haters and all that for some of like the comedy stuff. I mean, what comedian doesn't? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Did you affect you internally like oh maybe they're right maybe i am a loser no i never believed them because i don't think i think they're losers so i think they're liars Mm -hmm. that's the number one once i think someone's a liar i don't respect them and i don't really care Mm. the only thing that's bothered me along the way is like the made up stories that like has hurt my feels like hey you're saying that i got like fired from a movie 
that's icky to me because yeah. I value myself on being a professional and my work ethic and all that stuff. And I was never part of that movie. And it went through the press. Yeah. And then instead of taking the story down, the media just puts a little retraction on the bottom. I'm like, you dicks. Yeah. So it actually made me not trust the media anymore. That's what I learned along the way. And then, you know, the same thing kind of happened in the political sphere. When I like dipped my toe over there just with those groups of people, I was like, oh, you're liars too. Yeah. Well, fuck y'all. Yeah. Bye. Like, I'm going to go have fun and be funny and do entertainment because yeah. that is my talent. My talent isn't screaming at people all day and being angry for attention. You know, yeah. I just happen to scream about some shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I have a friend right now uh, who bought a property like a – actually, I think you know this person, but uh, – or at least know of the person. They bought a property, maybe 12, 15, 20 units, something like that, rental property. And then the tenants went and started posting all over social media like Twitter and TikTok about how this person – one, making up things like, oh, they didn't actually buy it. It was their mom that bought it, which wasn't true, which feels bad. But then also like this person's a slumlord. They're transphobic. They're like all this stuff because they bought a property that apparently – like whatever. And they didn't even raise the rent. Like there was nothing to do it, right? But then the video went viral on TikTok. Damn I mean, it. Like 20 million views of wow. like – this thing. And it, it helped because the person who was complaining about it, like, we'll say scantily clad when she was complaining about it. Uh, yes, so yes. everyone's like, oh, stop scrolling. Look at this person who's not wearing any clothes talking yeah. about a bad landlord. And what I've learned, and I've had a lot of like that hate stuff too. I had some really bad experiences in the past with that in my, my own world. You can't fight that tide. No. Once the lies are out there. And I actually got so much more compassion for politicians after that, after it happened to me. And like, I'm like, well, oh, most of what they say, they didn't actually say it. It's not even a twist. It's just like lies. Like, yeah, just pure lies. It's like, what would be a great story to write today? I saw the freaking, the other day, I was laughing at the political commercials. I was just like, how we should really view them is, hi, this is my opponent. I'm scared they're going to beat me because they're better for the job than I am. I'm a douchebag. So here's some lies I've made up about them. I can't beat them on merits. So here's some lies. Yep. Yeah, did you know they fucked their uncle? They did. <laughs> they it's like, did. did they though? It's like, I made it up, it's real. Mm. Internet. Internet. <laughs> like, that's stupid. Yeah, it happens so many times. And even if there's like proof, physical, visual, that the thing didn't happen, people don't care. Once it's out there, like you said, it's out there. So now I just keep going. Yeah. My dad's really good at like helping me do that. He's like, just keep going. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, what, like, if they're sitting there complaining about it in their like, I don't know, crappy little apartment and being there like sad and depressed and they have to take their clothes off on a TikTok video to become a big deal. It's like, like okay, well, like why should I let that person affect me? Yeah, you know, I don't like, even think they're cool. Yeah, they're, they're like I've this. never thought it like a hater is cool. Yeah. Like none of those people, no one has ever like shat on me that I look up to or I think is awesome. Yeah. But the opposites happened. Yep. All the people that I really respect in business and entertainment, whatever, they've all reached out to me. Yes. I think that's like the signal. Yeah, that's really good. All right. Question for you. Ooh. What drives you nuts about online influencers as you're kind of in that world? <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> uh, How do you do it right? How do you do it wrong? What drives you nuts? What do you like? Being uh, influencers. Yeah. What are you influencing? Just calling somebody an influencer Who are you is a terrible influencing? Thing. Influencing yeah. them to do what? Buy shit with your mm -hmm. link? If yeah. that's all you're influencing, yeah, you're just a products. hooker. <laughs> you're an internet hooker in various ways. It's either OnlyFans or you're just schlepping products that you don't believe in. You're like, look at what I'm wearing today. And you're just a consumerism, capitalism pusher. And I don't want to be part of that crew. So that drives me nuts when I'm just like, buy this. You'll feel better about yourself. Yeah. Buy this. Get this surgery. Here I am at this doctor. They're going to tighten my tummy and my ass and my labia and everything. Would like, you have their number? Well, it's 1-800-STOP. Okay. <laughs> no. Like, 
it's so far and I think is making people depressed. It's making teens depressed. That's common knowledge. And I just think it's gone so far yeah. that it's like, why do we all need to see everything you're doing every day? Yeah. Narcissism is running rapid. Like I scaled back what I'm showing the world instead of scaling it up. And there might be people being like, Nicole, show everything, do it all. I'm like, if I do a reality show, which I might, it would be about the business side of what I actually do because yeah. most people don't know it. And it will have a purpose to it, not just look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. I think that's really toxic. And I know that word's overused. Toxic has turned toxic. But yeah. yeah, I just, I hate that whole culture of I don't really have a talent. I haven't really worked on anything hard to hone anything to give you guys a show. Just look at me. Look at my outfit. Yeah. It's like. Look how cute <sighs> I am. Yeah, I'm so cute. That's funny. I, I get pitched by like production companies a lot because I'm, I'm in the real estate world, right? So the HGTV and all the real estate stuff. And I'm the internet guy about it. So yeah. they always want to do shows, right? And I. Every time they say that, I'm always, I was like, do you know what my life is actually like? I sit at a computer for like seven hours and then I go back and play with the kids again. That is actually life of a real estate investor. That's actually life of most business people. You mean but you're I, not wearing fancy outfits like selling sunset? Yeah, I'm not walking around. Yeah, like you're I, not getting I don't in do cat fights with the people who exactly. also sell? Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe you should with, though. Maybe with Alex once in a while. You guys should. We cat would... fight sometimes. So fun. That's a TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would pay to watch that. Yeah, that would be yeah. good. That would be, be good. Okay. So yeah, I, I agree. It's very different. In fact, they say the number one kid career thing right now, like at career day, like all the little kids, the number one role they want to be when they grow up is an influence now, a YouTuber. Like that's the number one. It used to be what? Astronaut, pilot, doctor. Mm -hmm. It's a YouTuber and influencer. It's so weird to me. Well, I started writing a book that I will be releasing that's teaching people about the actual dangers of what you're going to experience as an influencer because nobody tells you. Oh, you all want to do this, do you? Okay. What are you going to do the first time that major media spreads this shit about you? Because most kids will kill themselves. Yeah. This is what we're seeing. Yeah. Like a lie that goes out that spreads within a friend group, kids are killing themselves. So your kid wants to be an influencer. What are you going to do when you check into a hotel room? And there's been cameras planted in that hotel room at that yeah. event to catch you doing something, which happened yeah. to me last year. Did it really? Oh, yeah. I have wild stories. Whoa. Wild. But I'm not the only one who experiences these. So I had some friends for like Secret Service and CIA and different people who are awesome, high-level military and protection teach me all these different tips and tricks to keep me protected. But that's still, there was so much more I had to learn through trial and error. And I feel like when I learn stuff, I have to teach stuff. Same. Yeah. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So now I'm like, okay, I got to make this book. If not for the kids or that want to be influencers for their parents. So they're ready because this shit's going to happen and you're not ready. Sorry, middle America. You don't know what the fuck LA is going to do to you. You're going to show up at a party. They're going to get a photo of you holding hands with someone who's married on purpose. Yep. Or like a kid who they know is in a relationship online. Why? Because that publicist needs a villain because their storylines aren't getting that many TikTok views. Like you don't see it coming. And I've seen a lot of it, if not all of the bad side. Do you live in L.A.? No, I used to. I was going to say, you don't strike me as an L.A. Thank you. You don't strike me as an L.A. person. That's That's a compliment. Yeah. L.A.'s got a vibe. We went and filmed a bunch of episodes there and just like hanging out like. I mean, there's good people in L.A. and then there's a lot of just weird people in L.A. I think L.A. is depressed as a whole. Mm -hmm. I think like L.A. is where happiness goes to die. (laughs) And it's just unfortunate because the the studios are there and the TV studios, film studios, whatever. So the people who are talented or maybe kind or good at their jobs, they're stuck there with all this other like sludge around. Like when we're coming in. You saw. He was like, what? A suicide center? What's that even about? Because he's like from Jamaica. Yeah, he's like, no, that's not that. a thing. Yeah. Like, not... People are killing themselves? Yeah. What? 
that's a uh-huh. sign that something's fucked up. Yeah. And we just act like it's normal. Call this number, everybody. If you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Why are all these people wanting to be dead? Maybe we should address something. Yeah, maybe something. there's a deeper issue here. Maybe. Yeah. Look, I made a little video. I don't know when this is going to air, so yeah. sorry in the future. <laughs> um, I made a video like yesterday about people making fun of that submarine. Oh, yeah, the submarine, yeah. That's some black mirror shit. Yeah. People were making jokes about it the day of, like the minute of. like The minute of. They haven't passed away. They just announced they're missing. Yep. And people are like, haha, they deserved it. Yeah, deserved dead. it, yeah. They deserve it. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're Cause having they're fun. Oh, yeah. Rich people should all be dead. Rich people should be yeah. dead. Yeah. Who employs you, bitch? How did you buy this phone? <laughs> rich people gave you a job. Yeah. Rich people made everything that you get to touch and work with. And the dr- I was just so offended. <laughs> I was ranting at breakfast. I'm like, the dreamers are the people who go on these expeditions to look at the Titanic wreckage because they're nerds. Mm. And... That's okay. It's okay to not spend your money on hookers and blow and making it rain in the club and wanting to go in a submarine to see a part of history. That's okay. Just like it's okay to want to be in a relationship and have a marriage and kids. And you don't have to want to fuck a different person every night for clout or to feel good about yourself because yeah. that seems to work out really well, L.A. Really well. Yeah. yeah. Go back to your suicide centers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pop another pill. Tell me you're happy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Rant over. So let, let's stay on the topic for a minute here of wealth. Obviously, a lot of my listeners, I come from the real estate world, right? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't have a problem with a billionaire going into a submarine. So I mean, like, no. you don't do it. But I just in wealth in general, what's your view on that? I know it's a broad question. Very broad question. I'll start on the money part of wealth, the currency aspect. I had no idea how to handle money. I come from a blue-collar family. When money started coming in, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And I was so lucky that there were people to teach me, that I would go and speak at an event. And the first real one that came up and was like, let me show you what to do was Danelle Delgado. I don't know if you know her. I don't. She's a speaker and she's more of like a a coach and like one-on-one coach to people. And she was speaking at this event after me and she's like, come here, how much money are you making? I'm like, who are you, bitch? Like, what are you talking about? And she just like flew in one time and we became friends and she was teaching me about like how much I should be charging, where I should be putting that, Mm. you know, what my time is really worth and what I should be charging for on the marketing side because I worked with tons of brands. And then all these other people, as I went to different events and stuff, like they just jumped in to teach me stuff. And I just really appreciate it because I didn't know and they didn't teach it in school. So now I have, you know, I have a bunch of investments. I have all different things and I, I don't know everything, but I know a lot more than I did when I started. Yeah. So I feel great about it. I love money. Money loves me. I make money easily. And when I make money, I can help people. So that's my favorite part. I love that you say that you like some people might be listening to that like, oh, you make money easily. Like it must be great for you. But I would tell you, that is a mindset that then therefore it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like, because you say that, all of a sudden then it actually becomes true. It is true. I laugh. I'll be like, ha I need this much money because I would like to do the following things. Yeah. And then I get a call the next day. Yeah. Hey, Nicole, your book for this thing. Perfect. Yep. Great. <laughs> and people call me with amazing opportunities to partner with them on different investments and whatever. And then they go really well. And I invest in things I believe in. And it's a lot of fun. And. It's been a great game for me, and I'm still just learning, yeah. so I, I just love it. And I tithe as yeah. well. Yeah. So everything I make, I give away 10% minimum, and I'm never going to stop that. Yeah. So they people think I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. They did a study years ago, and it was in like New York Times, where they looked at two different families, and I'm probably going to butcher the, the exact numbers a little bit, but they took two families, and there's this big study, 
but two example families. And the one that gave away money mm. on it was like for every hundred dollars they gave away, they earned back like three hundred and fifty in somehow profit from that. So for every hundred dollars they made back three hundred. And it was like, how does that make any sense? Other than that, like every religion and you know, the Bible included Christian, like when you give, you receive. Like yep. why does that work? We don't necessarily know, but it it does work. When people give. Yeah, the more I seem to give, I love the phrase "you can't outgive God." It's kind of <laughs> trite, but I kind of like it. It's I like, like it. yeah, it's like you, you give money, and somehow you just keep doing better. And I, my view, and I'd love to know yours, but my view is it just releases your hold on money being a finite resource. Mm. Says, so, well, if I give it away, then I just know mentally there's more out there, and I'll go get more later. And so then you get in that mindset of abundance versus scarcity. Yeah, and I catch myself. I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect at this, Jay. Sure, I'm yeah. not. I'll be like, oh, that costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, no, Nicole. You have a lot of money. Yeah. You have infinite money. <laughs> yeah. Anything. I, like my mom was, an, not was, she probably still is an extreme couponer. She had binders yep. in our like back seat, like filed of like every store and what it is. She's one of those ladies that would go to like top supermarket and come out and it cost her zero dollars. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. it was down to an art. And like, that's how, you know, a blue collar man could do. put his kids in dance lessons yep. and all this stuff. So I have that kind of ingrained into me and like I had to unlearn a lot of stuff that... I can buy this. This is my treat. You know why? Because I'm going to make more money tomorrow. And yeah. that's okay. And everyone's not trying to screw you over and whatever. There's a lot of like blue collar things that we're taught as kids. Like, careful, people are trying to screw you over. Everything's a scam. Everything's a this and a that. And it's like, sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm ah, not perfect at it. That's great. <laughs> my mom got these. Uh, there was a radio show back in small town, Minnesota, where I grew up. Uh, so I'm like Canada light. Where is your accent? Yeah, I know. I've worked very hard. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, it's don't you know? Fa- yeah, it's my favorite Minnesota. accent in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, when we go to Minnesota and see my mom, it's really great. Oh, I can't wait to meet her. Uh, she sounds like her. a nice lady. She's a wonderful lady. Oh, okay. <laughs> the best clip I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so great. So my mom, uh, she there's a radio show. And they just used to like do coupons for stuff like, hey, get buy one, get one free at Tony's Pizza down the road. You know, first 10 callers. And so you'd call in and you'd get these coupons. Well, there was Shoreview, which is a little town in Minnesota, had a community center, still does, with a big pool and all that. So they were like, hey, we're selling these. Uh, I think it was like you get a family pass for $6 or something like that. Dang. Which back at the time, 30 years ago, this was 30 years ago at the time, like it was probably half price, but it was $6 for a family pass for the day at this, cool. at this pool. And they said, and there's no expiration date and no limit. So my mom went and bought like 200 of them. To this day, 30 years later, she still uses these coupons at this place for $6. And she shows up with these little, like, you know, minimum wage workers at the front desk. are just like, what is this? It's like, but, there's no QR yeah, code. There's, yeah, what do you, yeah. yeah, what do you do with it? My mom is so proud of her $6 Shoreview thing. That's so. kind of amazing. My mom mm-hmm. would like that too. Yeah. She'd be yeah. like, oh, good score. Someday I need to yeah. put, like, find a way to make that an anecdote and tell a lesson. Like, so what's the coupon in your life? Yeah, but I don't, I don't have it yet, but I'm working on it. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. have an answer, so I'm glad you don't have the question yet. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't know. So how do you balance contentness and ambition? This mm. is something I ask a lot of very successful people over the years because I, you know, wrecks me, wrecks me. Like, I want to be content where I am. Yep. But I also, I'm like, I want to be a billionaire and give away a billion dollars, but also have a jet. But I want to be happy and content with my kids. How do you balance yeah. those two things? I'm learning okay. and doing things that make me happy every day having fun every day because I think that that's very valuable. And the more fun I have, the more amazing opportunities come to me. And then just being around people who run as fast as I do and who understand there's time for playtime and then there's time for get our asses to work and do the work time. And I'm very lucky to have that Yeah, around me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what does work time look like for you? I mean, are you pretty like nine to five? I make content or is it when I feel Mm -hmm. like it? Right now it's 
there's finishing three books right now. There's feature films, which I'm freaking pumped for. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this time to working on physical fitness. This time I'm writing this specifically, or I'm practicing something, or I'm creating something. And at this time, it's a money-making activity. At this time, it's like this. It's like scheduled yeah. out type of thing. And I earn check marks. Oh, yeah. You're a check mark person. I really Me like too. them. And then I get a treat if I get all them. Yeah, I, I do at it the too. <laughs> you ever add something to your list just so you can check it off? You already did it. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I do that all the time. Look what I did. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was a great answer. How do you deal with stress? I apparently have, uh, this was just brought to my attention recently, I have like mini tantrums, like a toddler almost, <laughs> but I don't vocalize why I'm upset. I just kind of like change my energy and be like, hmm, mm-hmm. hmm, And then by the time I figure out why I'm upset and I can vocalize it, then I'm, I've worked it out. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, uh, okay, I'll tell the story. It's kind of funny. Yesterday, I was like, why am I in a weird mood? Like why am I all like stressed and like just kind of like angry and stuff? And it boiled down to... I put on this hot little bikini that this awesome company, D.O.B., gave me, and I felt all sassy and sexy, and I was like, we're going to go down to the pool, and my makeup and hair is done, I'm just going to like lay there and be luxurious, and like, we actually walked to the beach, and the person I'm here with puts on this like surfer shirt and goggles and white, just like sunscreen right across his head, and he jumps in the ocean, and I'm like... Okay. And I go in there and I'm getting rocked by waves. And this bikini's on me for maybe two seconds. It gets thrown right off me and I'm surrounded by families. But the bathing suit is up my entire anus. The wave went across my face. I had fake lashes on. Don't do that in the ocean. I never thought of it. So now I have like one fake lash blowing in the wind like this. The other one is dripping down my face. I thought I looked all sexy. We're going to take some photos. I had to take my lashes off in the ocean and let them swim away. I was like, I'm sorry, lashes. Some little kid's got a lash on his cheek right now. Billy, what's that? And then there's makeup running down my face. And he's having having a great time swimming and I'm just like covered in sand and horrible mm. and then we get out and it was like really windy so it was like a <laughs> sandstorm coming at me so now I'm like a battered shrimp because I'm just covered in sand and he's having a great time and I did not oh. so by the time I got back to the room I was like uh-huh. I'm wearing like a towel as a dress in like the really nice resort we're at everyone else looks beautiful going to dinner and I'm like that was me that was me and I was just pouting instead of being like, oh, I just fucking got rocked by yeah. waves for an hour. And I thought I was having like a fun romantic time. Didn't yeah. happen. Well, you're probably also jet lagged. So, oh, prob- so yeah. we'll blame it on that. Well, and, <laughs> but I was like, goodbye, lashes. Yeah. I loved you. Oh. They were well, really nice ones. Isn't it interesting how much happiness, though, comes from expectations being met or not met? Yes. Right? Like my buddy David always says, he says that all unhappiness is a result of, of expectations not being met. Like, even like, no, this didn't happen. But I'm upset that my spouse cheated on me and then left. Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't expect them to cheat on you and left. Ah. Like, leave. If you expected that, you wouldn't be upset about it. If that was just like, well, of course, that's what I expected. So managing expectations is such a key to happiness, I guess. Do you yes. agree? Yes. It would have been so easy for me to just explain what I thought mm-hmm. we were doing and having like, I have all these awesome one pieces. I was like ready to jump in. And he's like, I thought you wanted goggles into whatever. And I'm like... <laughs> No, I was in like girly mode, (laughs) but I could have said that out loud and that expectation wasn't met. And I thought about it when I went to like go have a nap. I was like, oh, that's all that happened. That's why I'm pouty right now. And I probably need some calories. Okay, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then usually, yeah, food just usually fixes that. Yeah. And like most of the things I catch myself stressing out about, I'm like, oh, 
nothing actually happens if this happens or that happens right now. I'm fine. That's so true. Yeah. Like, what is your stress really? Are you going to die? No? Okay, cool. You're good. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Are there any conspiracy theories that you full out believe? Aliens are real. Okay. Yeah. Especially recently, like all the news about them. Have you been following all that? Yeah, but I've always thought yeah. that. Okay. Like, I've seen aliens and stuff since I was a kid. And I remember a couple years back seeing Dan Aykroyd on Rogan. And he was talking about a specific time in Canada and Ontario that he saw ships. And I was like, I saw them the same damn night. Mm. And I have videos of these like bright lights that were, they were over the lake and they'd be glowing and it was so bright it woke me up and it would just hover yeah. and it didn't move. And it was the exact same night and so many people saw it in so many different cities. And I'm just like, yeah, what kind of douches are we to pretend we're the only ones here? Yeah. If you like imagine birds were like, we're the only ones on <laughs> earth. It's like, well, you can see there's other shit. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's weird to, like, deny that there's aliens at this point. Yeah. It's weird yeah. to even call them aliens, I think. It's just like, yeah, another one. Like, different species. So I battled. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I actually do believe in aliens. This is a question that I get asked, and I'm curious your thoughts. Okay. They travel here from how many bazillion years or miles away, light yeah. years away, and they get here. Yep. And then they just crash or whatever. Like, and then yeah, we just yeah, yeah. Like, how, how are they so good and yeah. technology advanced? And then, like, they just get seen by people and crash. Is that what this is? Or... Like, I don't know. It's a good question. If they're so smart, why we, are we just seeing them? Like, and they're it's crashing. a good question. I think we do dumb things that interfere with, like, their equipment. Could be. Like, why do we see something and be like, kill it? Yeah. Like, that's so American. <laughs> that's so you know, American. like, murder it. It's yeah. on my lawn. Yep. Yeah, I think that probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Or think of, like, teenagers. Teenagers stole the car. They stole the ship. They're going, mm. yeah, let's go check out Earth for the day. Yeah. You know? And then they, like, get there and they're like, oh, fuck, I don't really know how to use the handles. And then they're the ones who keep crashing. These are my thoughts. I like yeah. these. Right. How do you reconcile aliens and your Christian faith? I think that God made us and God made aliens and God made all the sea creatures who look like aliens anyway. Yeah, like if God made those, there's snakes that look like seaweed. Have you seen those? Those are disgusting. <laughs> God made that on purpose. Why didn't he make aliens? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. When people, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian too, right? So I'm in the, in the Christian community and people are adamantly generally opposed to aliens. They know mm. God would only make us. But I'm always like, well, if God's infinite, I mean, if he's infinitely powerful, yeah. wouldn't you want to make like an infinite amount of worlds out there? It's kind like, of funny to be like, God is like yeah. this painter and he's like, just this, <laughs> just one, this one painting, <laughs> I'm done. It's like, mm, probably not. Yeah. Like yeah. I hope if aliens show, I mean, they are showing up. It sure seems like they're here more every every single day. Oh, we need um, them. Stop yeah. the nukes, would you? This is getting a little weird. Yeah. It'd be fascinating if they come here and then do one of two things. One, they say, hey, actually, we made you guys a bazillion years ago. There is no God. And then that's going to throw the world into panic. And Yeah, I don't think so. But okay. And then the other side, they come here like, oh, you guys have a Jesus too? Weird. We have Whoa. one too. Like, wouldn't that be Whoa. gnarly? Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. A couple thousand years ago, this guy died on a cross in our thing too. Like that, that would be legit. It's probably not either of those if cases. If God but... was like, okay, they need alien Jesus. I don't think they yeah. even would need a Jesus though, because they're not just murdering each other for absolutely no fucking reason. I think we're the only species that's stupid oh, yeah. enough to be like, again, I'll just say birds because I'm seeing yeah. a ton of them. Yeah. They shot on my friend three times yesterday. Ooh, <laughs> that's you a know, lot of good luck, huh? And she was upset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was having a bad day. You got pooped on yeah, three yeah. times. The luckiest guy I know. <laughs> so for multiple reasons. <laughs> okay. So think of it as birds. Okay. What bird is just going to try and murder another bird because it has different color feathers? Yeah. We're fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, meh. Well, no, some like, might. Different shapes and <laughs> Wait, stuff. Maybe all animals just murder each other left just and right, though. But they do it to eat each other mostly or for like areas. So it would be better if humans just did it to like, eat each other. That's what you're saying. I think so. <laughs> Cannibalism would at least make sense to me. 
But okay. it's just like when I think about slavery and, yeah. you know, I saw this clip of Mr. Rogers yesterday and it was illegal to swim in the same pool as black people. You got to be an idiot yeah. to make that rule. You <laughs> thought the skin color came off? Do you yeah. think it's like a dye? What's wrong with you? And then Mr. Rogers was the first person on television oh, yeah, that's right. to dip his feet in a yep. pool with like the guy that was the mailman yeah. on the show who was a black guy. And it's like, that had to happen? Yeah. We're idiots. We we're idiots. a stupid species. So I want the aliens to come and just be like, oh, yeah, you, guys you guys are cute. Problems. Yeah. Oh, you're drugging yourselves into oblivion and blowing each other up over land when you have enough food. What do you need? Yeah. Why are you doing this, you little? Oh, it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are weird. Speaking of that, do you have a life philosophy? Any philosophy that guides your life? Yeah, go team. Go team. I was going to actually yeah. ask you about that. What does go team mean? It's like, what does it like, mean to you? Yeah, it's, it's go team. It's like, it's the mantra. It's like, everything's better when we work together. So I can cheer for you because I know I'm awesome too. It's not competition. It's co-opetition. You winning doesn't mean I lost. It's fine unless it's a direct baseball game. That's like different. Or jujitsu. Do you jujitsu? I did it a few times and then, oh, man, it. I was sore. I work with firearms instead now. I'll be better with that. more deadly, yeah. I know. I do think martial arts is freaking amazing mm. though. I have so much respect for everybody in martial arts. It's so badass. And I do train a tiny, tiny little bit. Mm. And I have done a few jujitsu. Okay. I know we're way off track from that question, but we Musk is now going to supposedly fight uh, Zuckerberg. Oh, I can't wait. But Zuck's going to kick his ass. I know he will. Because yeah. Zuck like, Cause he's trains. He's actually good. Yeah. This is so cool. By the way, he's like in my top. I have a dream. I call it a dream 10 of guests to get on the show. Okay. Yeah, Zuckerberg. You want Zuck? Def- I want him. I would Zuck's love. an alien and then for I would sure. Want to. I, he might a- be. Elon Musk and Zuck are both aliens. One hundo P. Like, uh-huh. there's no chance they're not aliens. <laughs> They are. Now we're not getting them. We just just No, but it. like, yeah, but they already know they're aliens. It's oh, not okay. like surprise to them. Yeah, they true. know. Come on. Elon <laughs> named his kid like, you know. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. And <laughs> that probably means something like super badass on his home planet. But if I was an alien and I got here and I was like, I'm the smartest one here. Mm-hmm. I'd stay too. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm going to fuck shit up. I'm going to be a billionaire on this planet. I'm going to send things into space. They're so impressed yeah. by this. This is nothing for me. He like farted and made a spaceship. He's like, now I'm going to make electric cars. It's like nothing for him. These are my thoughts. This is um, great. I don't know. Where were you? I asked you a question. You went somewhere that I derailed you on Oh, that like one. the Go Team stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's just work together. Let's cheer your way through. You can cheer your way to and through anything. Like I said, everything's better when you work together. And you got this. Go team. Yeah. I don't like the idea of having fans, and I never will. I have teammates. I have people I just haven't met yet in real life, like friends. And we can all work together. I would love to work with everybody that follows me. I'd love to find a way to collaborate with everybody I look up to or that I follow, whatever. Like, I love that shit. That's the motto. Mm. Did you hear that they're... This might be a rumor, and it might just be a TikTok joke or whatever you want to call it, but they're bringing back like, the idea of Mr. Rogers, they're bringing back the show with like, this guy who's like a TikTok star. Have you heard Random. about this at all? No. Yeah, it's like the guy with the like, striking blue eyes on TikTok. I don't remember his name. But he, he announced that he's been selected to be the next Mr. Rogers, and they're going to bring back the show. And, and he actually yeah. is kind of the coolest guy for that role. He's like a big beard. I don't know, blue eyes. He's like he looks like me, really, is what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah, super okay. handsome. I mean, that's uh, cool. Legit, I really funny. hope <laughs> they don't go into any like political league. Oh, they will. Of, oh, they uh, will. Oh, they will. Stop it. Yeah. But I think that Mr. Beast does a good job of like being a Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. for the YouTube generation. I think he's that. so really great. Good. His crew is so silly. Mm-hmm. Like those dudes are just dudes. Yeah. They're just being silly and funny. And like these are just the guys in the neighborhood playing games. 
and they bring everybody together for a political reason? No. For any activism? No. For whatever? It's like, let's yeah. have fun. Let's have fun. And then with the money they make having fun, they help people. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're going to start moving to the next segment here, which I've said like 12 times now. Woo-hoo! I'm going to call this the segment fill in the blank. It's also called, we're going to make really good Instagram content out of this one. Yeah. Let's here we go. go. It's a fill in the blank. Someone else say a statement and you fill it in however you want to, wherever you want to go with the question, but I'm going to give you the blanks. Life isn't about blank. It's about blank. Life isn't about money. It's about fun. Ooh, that's good. Thanks. I just think it. That was a short, sweet, to the point. We're (laughs) going to go with it. I like it. So, you know, I've got millions of social media followers, but if I lost them all today and had to start over scratch, Mm -hmm. here's what I'd do. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. I would tell the truth. Telling the truth as fast as possible, it will bring people to you because people are hungry for the truth. They want someone else to tell the truth with because a lot of people have to tell it secretly because they're scared of being canceled. They're scared of being judged. They're scared of whatever. And just say what everybody else is thinking that you already think anyway, and you'll find your tribe again like that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. If someone wants to be happier, blank. Tell the truth. (laughs) I feel a theme here. There is a theme in this because... If you don't tell the truth, you end up with a partner that's not right for you. Yeah. Like sometimes we're, you know, people are wearing designer clothes because they think it'll make certain people like them. Yeah. People are dating a designer person because they think it'll make other people like them. They're driving a car that they don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Like we are saying yesterday or a couple of days ago, like it's kind of more fun to enjoy those pretty cars driving by because he's saying like if you're in it, you just see the box. Yeah. You don't yeah. even get to see it. And I just think that people lie about what they actually enjoy to fit in with other people, and it stops us from being happy. That's a great point. One of my favorite quotes, actually, of all time, it's kind of obscure in that uh, Mark Twain once said, and I'll butcher it here, <laughs> but if he said, tell the truth, because you, know, you, you never have to remember anything. And ah, I've always yes. loved that. Like, yeah, if you never lie or you never even sort of lie, you know, to remember. life's just easy. You're just like, oh, yeah, I just tell the truth all the time. So it's yeah. easy. Yeah, and as someone who's been concussed more than a few <laughs> times, it's much easier for me. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, let's see the next one of the fill in the blank. The problem with the internet is? Everyone's trying to be somebody else. I think that's what's caused mass depression. I think that's what's caused a lot of issues is people are watching so much and consuming so much that they don't figure out who they are. They take little pieces of other people and kind of mash it into their own personality now without even realizing they're doing it. So there's all these kind of like carbon copies, stamp repeat, copy, paste going on. And that's what I think is a bit scary for the next generation. Like, who are you? Don't watch any of this. Figure out what you like and then be a person. Not imitating different influencers that were popular to try and get likes and views. It's different. Uh, I think we've lost a lot of art and self-expression along the way too because if that art isn't going to get you 100,000 views minimum, it it failed. It failed. And it's like... I like to picture like Picasso. People wouldn't like look at his shit. They'd be like, no, it sucks. Or like Mozart. They'd be like, we've heard something like it. You know, like it's whatever. Mozart. Like imagine Mozart had to go through like internet trolls Uh and haters. Yeah. Oh, I don't really like that. No, that A flat didn't sound right there. Yeah. That was a little off. Or like, oh my Mm. gosh, how's this like blind dude going to do music or deaf guy or whatever. They did a study. Some psychologists did a study where they took a bunch of kids uh, who really like to draw. And then they, they took a bunch of them and said, you basically, every time you draw something, we're going to give you a gold star. And so the kids got a gold star every time they drew something. And then they stopped giving them the gold star. Like every one of them stopped drawing. They lost their love of drawing wow. because they no longer got the star. And that's what I think the internet does to us with social media, especially, right? The likes, the little, like how many likes does it get? Yep. It makes us only produce content that gets us the star. 
versus the content that makes us come alive. Yes. It's about expressing yourself. You did the thing the second you did it. That's the gold star is that you released it. Yeah. And that's the fun for me. I I turn off my likes a lot of the time because I don't even want to look at it. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, 5,000 people like this. That's better than if, you know, the 10,000 or whatever. Or I don't even want to be like, why did, you know, 30,000 people like this one when I like this one better and this got this. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. I like my team to know that stuff. Like, you know, you guys like Alex watching it. But like, I don't know, I have no idea like how many episodes get downloads. I don't know which ones get more or less. Like let, the team can use their, their mathy stuff and figure yeah. that stuff out. Do your analytics. Yeah, do their analytics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't want to know. Like I want to show up and do a good job no matter what. And then yeah. I'm, I don't know if this show is going to do as good as the last one or the next. doesn't it matter. It probably will. It probably, yeah. <laughs> it's going to blow it out of the water. It's going to be great. Yeah. Also that like alien Elon Musk. Oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say your story in the water. I mean, that sounds better. Like the, Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. That clip is going viral. It that's must right have been there. so fun for everybody watching like. <laughs> Like full booty yeah. out, like on the beach with all the kids and stuff. Just, I got <laughs> rocked. It was so bad. Oh. Like <laughs> all right. Last question of the king. fill in the blank. If I was king of America, I would. Be the queen. Why would I be the king? <laughs> if I was the queen of America, I would. Abolish both sides. Ooh. If your personality is about they suck, mm. that's not a personality. You have to stand for something, not just be hating something else. So I'd say abolish the parties, let individuals run to be like the next. I would still be the queen, but I'd let sure. there be a president because okay. I don't actually want to run shit. Yeah, yeah. I just want to like go to parties and shake some hands. And that sounds fun. I'm just kidding. That's a waste of time. <laughs> I hate, I hate doing too. that shit. Yeah, I don't go to those openings of every envelope. I don't care. But I would abolish it. I would let people run as individuals for president and let them win on their merits. You know, it's just you as you. There's no party backing you. You're not even allowed to fundraise. We're yeah. going to do a round of debates and whoever people like best because of what you stand for, what you say you're going to do, you're in. And if you don't do those things and if you don't execute for the people, you're out and you're going to get fined and you have to give all your money back and you have to do your job just like anybody else that shows up to do a job. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. That's good. And probably free healthcare. We probably need that. I agree. Let's stop like, putting fairly, money in a war. Yeah. I'm more on the conservative side of the spectrum in a lot of things, but I am all for, like, I would love to give healthcare to everybody. I'm like, let's just figure that out. I know it costs money, but we give money to Ukraine. So yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're wasting money anyway. I mean, maybe it's not a waste. I don't want to say that because I don't know, but right. we spend a lot of money on ridiculous things all the time in the government. Yes. So I kind of feel like that's one that we should just probably just. If we had money for the Space Force. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we're so behind in that, if the aliens want to fuck us up, yeah, they're going to do it. Yeah, Let's be real. Anyway. We have money for healthcare for people. And take care of soldiers. I think that's massive. The ones who've already yes. fought. Take care of people who came back. The PTSD, all of that. Mm. I believe my course can help them too. Like mm. we really address a lot of the mental health stuff. But yeah, I think we should really be taking care of those people too. Agreed. Yeah. thousand percent. All right. Moving on. I'm going to shift over to a <laughs> segment. That I call Ooh. the three, two, one pivot. Oh, I it can't the, wait. It's the first like time I've ever used that dancing. name. It's okay. going to be so good. Okay. Okay. All right. So it's all about pivots. So think of like you're playing basketball and you, you have your pivot foot, right? Yep. Or if they have a plane flying one direction and then it changes direction, it pivots over here and now it ends up over there. Okay. So these are pivot moments. It's a pivot in your life. So the first one, three, two, one, three pivot books. So books you've read that have pivoted your life. Okay. And then I'll ask the other two, but it's two pivot people and one pivot quote. But Ooh. three pivot books, so books that have changed the direction of your life. The Alchemist. Ooh, yes. That's that. by Paolo Coelho. Am I saying uh, his name right? Paolo Coelho. Coelho. Yeah. Do you want me to expand on that or just sure? I would love it. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Cool. We'll be held there. I don't mind that. Um, I got nothing. When I read it, I was like, everything 
happens for a reason. And I made me think of all the times in my life, if this didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. If that didn't happen, then this wouldn't have happened. And I don't get the treasure at the end unless I go through all the Mm -hmm. other stuff. And I reread that book every single year now because I find something new in it every single time. So I just think it's, to me, it's a parable. It's like a modern segment of the Bible is what happens in there. So I love The Alchemist. And then You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay changed my life. I can't say it didn't. And it's because it was the first time I heard someone say that you can get better. And I was like, I can get better. I trust her. She said it, so maybe I can do it. And then I started doing like the mantras and talking to myself in the mirror and all the different things that sounded weird and crazy, but they worked. So I did it. And yeah, that book really was like a nice little starter for me. And then the Bible, that's like the third book, the amount of lessons in that thing, they're endless. And you can always go back and learn something new. Every time I listen to a a pastor or a preacher, whoever, they tell me something new and I I get the lesson from it. So I just think that's really cool. So good. Two pivot people in your life, people you've met and then change the direction in your life. That changed the direction. Okay. I'm not going to say my parents. Okay. Okay. Cause like they were already there. Yeah. They started you on the pivot. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to laugh at this one, but a cheerleading coach that I had okay. for my all-star cheerleading team, like it was like our all-star team Canada team at the time, uh, coach Trace, because he was just such a badass. He was the national championship coach for like the best team for the University of Western Ontario for years. Then he coached the the Team Canada All-Star team. And he was just so ruthless in the way that he approached, we're going to win. You're going to do it. You're going to do it right. If you don't do it right, you're going to go do it again until you do it right. And your excuses mean nothing. There's the door. But he did it with love underneath it. And he had a bullwhip that he brought to practice with him. I swear to God. And he would wear like a cowboy type hat, like a rancher type cowboy hat. And you were equal parts scared of him as you didn't want to disappoint him. Because I remember him telling me to do a back tuck and I landed on my face. And he was like, now you know not to do it that way. Now go with the coach and practice. And I was like, that's such a good lesson. He made me try. I landed on my face and he's like, now you know not to do it that way. It's okay. But if you didn't try, you were cut. So... He just like had these really cool lessons that I took from that time working with him. And it's just be the best, be like unabashedly the best. It's okay to be really fucking good and then do it again. And yeah, that was cool. Very cool. All right, that was the first one. That was one. Second pivot person. Second pivot person. Besides me. This is Direction your life just changed. Obvious. (laughs) Like, I mean, this has changed everything. Come on. I mean, I feel I'm going to like be silly with it, but a person that I'm dating right now, I feel like is a pivot mm. person in my life. Mm. Yeah. And it's like meeting a human mirror and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is wild. I'm learning so fast. I feel like everything in my life is speeding up everything and it's really cool. So I'll update you on that one. He's a cool dude. He's I, a really I've cool dude. Yeah. We go way back like hour and a half. Like so far back. Yeah. yeah. But it literally is like the first time ever meeting a like a human mirror yeah. and being like, oh, I see all the good stuff, the bad stuff, the things I need to change, the whatever. Mm. It's really lessons on lessons on lessons. a good person to have in your life. Yeah. And fun. Yeah. Last one was a pivot quote. Any quote in your life that's ever like, you've been like, oh man, and change the direction in your life a little bit? It's kind of funny. It was like, no fear. Do you remember that like brand? Yeah. Yeah. That Back brand from, from like yep. the 90s, yeah. or early 2000s. Super cool font on it. And Super yeah, cool put, font. Put on our trapper keepers and stuff. Yeah. yeah I yeah. used to like wear those t-shirts and yeah. just feel so powerful. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, no fear. Yeah. Do it. 
go. What's wrong with you? Like, I would see like surfers wearing it, skateboarders wearing it, whatever. Everybody that I thought was awesome wore no fear stuff. And it's just like, go. Fear is a made up chemical reaction. It's the exact same as excitement. Being nervous and excitement are the exact same emotion with a different label on them. So Mm -hmm. just fucking go. Are you scared or are you excited? And you'll never know until you do the thing. I think that when I go in front of big crowds, when Mm -hmm. I'm going to go speak in front of a big audience, right? I'm like, I got that nervous energy and people are like, well, you scared? I'm like, no, but am I excited? Am I scared? Am I nervous? It's all the same. So I choose the label I want to put on there. Exactly. That's what I do. It's literally, I went down emotion by emotion by emotion. Being excited is the exact same emotion as feeling that nervous fear, nervous energy. It's the same thing. So I choose to be excited. There we go. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you were in the the Christian world back then, but back in like when we were young, Christian t-shirts, like parody shirts were like all the rage. So like I'd go to Christian concerts and they just sell tons of shirts that were just like funny. Like instead of Reese's, like, you know, peanut butter cup would be like Jesus on it. Uh. Anyway, but one of them was, uh, and I had the shirt and it was instead of no fear, it was fear not. And Ooh, it was in the same font. And I, I like, like that. Yeah, I used to love See, that like, shirt. I couldn't, I couldn't say like Jesus. I haven't really met him. And like, <laughs> or like, obviously like I listen to, this is separate, but I listen yeah. to Joyce almost every single day, Joyce Meyer. Yeah, yeah. And she just always has something for me. So she changed my life and she changed the direction of my life, but she doesn't know it. Yeah. And I haven't met her. Yeah. So I felt a little silly saying it. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've not met Joyce. We should get Joyce Meyer on the podcast. We're going to do that. <gasps> She's so That'd good. That'd be great. I'd be really jealous of that. You should come over and co-host that one with me. Okay. Let me get her. Okay. She wouldn't like my swearing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she might. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, kind of a, I'm kind of a fan of Christians who swear lately. I feel like that's what the world needs is more Christians who swear. Because otherwise it's like, oh, because how many times people have been around me who are like, oh, sorry, I said a bad word. I'm like, what do I care? Yeah. I mean, like I swear sometimes. I looked Ugh. in the Bible to find this because yeah. I heard her talking about it. And it's like, no, no, no. The Bible says no cursing. So cursing, yeah, yeah, you know like, what cursing yep. is. You're not going to curse someone. It doesn't say no saying like shit. Yeah. Those words didn't even exist yeah. when the Bible's written. There is even uh, a case to be made, and I'm, there's going to be people listening to this like, Brandon's an idiot, but like <laughs> theological people. But there is a word where Paul, and I don't even remember where it's at, but he talks about like, all your works are filthy rubbish. Uh, <laughs> that, but that word was the swear word that we essentially have today yeah. for shit. It's like, all the things you do, all your works you think bullshit. are making you. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, it's all just bullshit. That's <laughs> basically what he's saying. It's Get like, him, Paul. Yeah, and I'm like, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Paul's sometimes gangster. like, yeah, sometimes you need to make a point and I'm, I'm okay with that. So anyway, Christians that swear. Yeah. That's a new podcast. Christians Ooh, that swear. sounds like a great title. Go ahead. That actually would be a good podcast yeah. title. I want to do a, I want to have a podcast called Christians Who Talk About Sex. Because that's another uh, thing. Nobody wants to talk about that. If you're Christian, like it's too weird. But how do you procreate but, that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah and you, you don't want to talk about it. You have to pretend you don't. Uh, that's the rule. If you're a Christian, you have to pretend that you've never had sex and you don't know what it is. The kids just appear. They just magically yeah. appear. Wow. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that? Weird. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm learning so much. <laughs> All right, next segment, we call it Past, Present, Future. Ooh. Advice to your younger self. We'll start with the past. What advice do you have to your younger self? I thought about this a bunch of times. I don't want to change anything. Nothing. Nothing, because then I wouldn't get to the next thing. So my advice to my younger self would just be, it's okay, keep going. Keep going. You just keep this. going. It's okay. And probably invest in Apple and Bitcoin. Yeah, Those advice. are like. You know, like Back to the Future styles, <laughs> if I got to like meet younger me, I'd be like, on these days, put your money in these, kid. Mm. Yeah. And then I disappear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, I call this the better life question. What is something that you're currently doing in your life, like recently implemented, but you're currently doing that's really given you a better life, that's improved your life over the past, we'll call it a year? It's, it sounds maybe gangster, but I cut out people that weren't contributing to my life in a way that they should. Like, it was hard for me to say no to people when I started mm-hmm. doing well. And I've heard this so many times from so many people. 
And I'd be like, okay, come along with me and I'll cover expenses and you don't have to try and I'll pay. Oh, you need money for this thing? Here, I'll help you, whatever. And I have officially cut out all the people that do not align with my morals, values, and where I want to go. And it was hard, but I feel so much better. And like the last ones were probably like in February. And I'm just like, this is not my people. And just because they were my people, maybe in high school, maybe like however many years ago, doesn't mean they're my people now. I've changed and they haven't. So that, that was the thing I did. And I, I really put a lot more emphasis and time into building a strong relationship because it matters to me. And I see it the same as building my career or building a business. If I'm not putting the same amount of effort, fun effort, but effort into my relationship, I can't expect really good results. And it matters to me at this point in my life. So I did that too. Love it. And who are you becoming? Ooh, cheerleading superhero. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably it. All right. That's it. I'm becoming the producer, director, freaking entertainment badass that I've always seen myself as. And it feels like I wrote so many projects when I was disabled because I couldn't do anything else. So I would dream and I would come up with ideas And I've had meetings the last few months where I got to sit in boardrooms full of people pitching these things I wrote during that time. Mm -hmm. And they're all going, yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like cartoons, it's feature films, it's like my podcast that's coming back now. It's like all these different like massive projects. And I'm just, I'm becoming me, like the full expression of myself. And the music, oh my gosh, the music. It's very exciting too. Yeah, the music's fun. It's fun to watch you do that because it's like it feels like you're stepping into your own there. Like you're like, this is where I'm comfortable. Like it is. I like it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. All right. Last segment. I don't have a name for this segment yet. I like segments a lot, but I don't have a name for this one. So we're just going to help you name it. I'll ask you two questions and you're going to help me name it because you're a marketing person. Yep. So the first one is what are you excited about coming up? And we kind of talked about where you're becoming, but specific any projects or things you're doing. And the second one was where do people find about you? It's kind of like the closing segment. Mm, so, the wrap it up. The wrap, the wrap it up. Yeah. We're going to call it the wrap it up. You heard it here first. The wrap it up. All right. What are you excited about right now specifically? I'm really excited to relaunch the pain-free course okay. because I have tweaked it. We've brought the price point way down. I genuinely know that we can help millions and millions and millions of people feel better, hopefully get off their pain meds and just have a better life and have a life again. That's not controlled by pain and working around pain constantly. So that's like a massive thing for me. All the other projects, they're cool. They're entertainment. They're coming to fruition. I love them. The music, like I just said, is very exciting. I got to work with killer producers and awesome people. So that's awesome. But the pain-free course is a big deal to me. So I'm really excited for that. And then people can find me on the interwebs. Instagram is I B Nicole Arbor, same as TikTok. Letter I, letter B, Nicole Arbor. YouTube, Nicole Arbor. And on the internet, just type my name, Nicole Arbor. If you find and me IB, in real life, I'm right there. I B stands for irritable bell. Yes, of course. Yeah, I B. It's it actually stands for someone stole my handle years ago and tried to sell it back to me, and no. in principle, I wouldn't pay them. Really, that yeah. really happened? Yeah, it did. Wow. And it was like when Instagram started to come up, yep. and they. St- tried to steal my name across a bunch of things. And they're like, $100,000 will give you your handle. I'm like, yeah. I be Nicole Arbor. I Suck it. it. And then and Instagram verified it the next day. So yeah. I don't care. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, you can keep my name, <laughs> sir. <laughs> That's magic. All right. Well, that was great. Nicole Arbor, thank you for joining me today. You're awesome. Thank you for having me. 
And that is the show. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of A Better Life with Brandon Turner. I hope you enjoyed the insights and the wisdom uh, brought to you today on the show. If you found value in this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, Your feedback actually does help us improve the show. We look at the feedback, I look at the feedback, and we can reach more people with our message of living a better life. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow me on social, Beardy Brandon. And hey, before I go, this show is all about the habits, actions, and beliefs that can give you a better life. But in case you're interested and you want to know my opinion on what it takes to live the best life ever, and that includes some of my kind of weird spiritual beliefs maybe, check out abetterlife.com slash bestlife, abetterlife.com slash bestlife. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you next time on A Better Life with Brandon Turner.